0: On this episode of the Fraternity/Sorority Life podcast, I sit down with student leaders at AFLV Central for a conversation about needed changes.
1: I think the biggest, most pressing issues I've seen have been hazing, alcohol abuse, and racism. I just to be completely honest,
0: and their thoughts about fraternity/sorority life relevance today. welcome to the Fraternity Sorority Life podcast. We've got a really special episode today. I took my trusty microphone to the Association of Fraternal Leadership and Values Central Leadership Conference to chat with student leaders and get their thoughts about fraternity sorority life today. AFLV Central, as it's called, is the nation's largest gathering of fraternity sorority leaders with over 3,200 students in attendance at Indy this year. They gather to learn, bond, and be challenged, and it's always an inspiring time for me to have conversations with them and their advisors about how we can elevate the fraternity-sorority conversation and community. I reached out to student attendees via Twitter and through some advisors and had three brave souls agree to share their thoughts with me and with you. I will note that at times, because of the crowded space and noisy area, that you may hear some additional feedback and crowd noise. My apologies, I've done my best to edit some of that out. That being said, let's meet our students.
2: So I'm Libby Quinn, I am a Director of Scholarship
1: and Leadership Development for
3: Panhellenic at Purdue University. Awesome. I'm Deborah Roblitz, I'm the Vice President for Risk Management at Purdue University with the Interfraternity Council.
1: Yeah, uh, my name's Steve Storr, I am the IFC President at University of Texas at Dallas. Alright. Before that it ended, uh, I was the VP of Member developments, uh, and I am the current student worker for the FSL office.
4: Awesome. And your name tag says you're a member of Ki-Fi. I
0: am. I am. As is our habit on the FSL podcast, I asked them for kind of their origin story, how they ended up on IFC or Panhellenic on their campus. And really the answer is kind of what you might have thought. They wanted to make a difference within their community and within their council.
2: Uh, I believe that making a difference is huge. Like, I am not only someone who likes to be part of things, but likes to lead. And so being on that like, executive role and like, being able to make change is super important to me. Just having that ability to change something and like knowing you want to change it and improving it for the community is just something that I think we all strive for as yeah. Purdue. Um,
3: I, was, I was lucky enough to, my freshman year, have a group of brothers who pushed me into leadership role and I realized how much I liked leadership and how much I kind of took to it and that I think I have a little bit of a natural leadership tendency. So like stepping in a role like that, I I kind of got involved within my own chapter first, Uh, but but getting involved in IFC was just kind of like the next step. I I felt like I could do something for the community and I wanted to help and, and contribute in any way possible. And I still feel like I'm kind of
0: on the road to doing that. For Storm, the IFC president at UT Dallas, His path may not have been his original plan, but as he entered into it, he discovered, too, the power that he has to change community and build community.
1: Honestly, what really drove me to it was I missed out on the opportunity to be a leader within my own organization, and I was really looking for something to get further involved and so when my president brought up that hey we're having nominations and elections for IFC, I looked into it. Uh, you know, my big had been a member of IFC, and so you know, he didn't tell me much about it, but you know, he made it sound like it was an interesting experience. So went out for it and ended up loving it. And, uh,
4: awesome. Why do you lo- like? Why do you love it?
1: I mean, it's, it's hard not to. Honestly, it's you know, it's that idea of being able to have a bigger impact, uh, you know, being able to work with the different uh, organizations and, you know, between the councils. You know, I get to talk to people from, you know, from our CBC, you know, National NBC. I get to talk to them, I get to talk to MDC, I get to talk to NPHC. You know, I get to meet all these people that I probably wouldn't have had I, you know, been just working in my own organization.
0: After hearing their origin stories, I was really curious. What issues are facing our fraternity sorted communities? We as professionals kind of have our assumptions, but what do the student leaders who are dealing with these day to day think the issues are? Here are Purdue student leaders first.
2: I would to say unity, like a community feel, is something that we need to work on, strive for more in our community. You know, council working across councils, getting our members like excited to meet other people within the councils, just like reaching out and expanding beyond the panel, like IFC, or just like getting that. Community feel and getting that idea shared across the councils is definitely something I'd
4: like to see. So, you feel that it's kind of disjointed. Right. Right. Yeah, and people That's aren't true. cooperating with yes. one another. Yes. Yeah. Um,
3: obviously, we're dealing with the same issues that we've been dealing with for quite a long time now, but I would say that the, the I feel that the biggest focus of AFLV so far has definitely been the diversity and inclusion aspect. Whether it's between councils and actual working together in the fraternity story life or just talking about racism. Um, given what's gone on in the last year or so in the world of race, racism and stuff like that, it's definitely been a hot topic and I think it has a lot of college students talking about what needs to change and how we can kind of lead the change.
0: So. Yeah. Communication and community involvement seem to be a theme that continued in my conversation with the University of Texas at Dallas, as well as just overall growth of the community and membership involvement in general.
1: Well, as far as UTD goes, uh, you know, we're looking at issues like communication between, you know, between councils and honestly within our councils. Just communicating to our members and telling them what's going on. You know, we have a bit of an issue with that, uh, and going off of that issue working among councils I feel like you know that's one of the big issues we're trying to tackle now as far as you know our short term goes yeah Long term, we're looking at trying to you know become more visible on campus. You know, we're a smaller campus with you know with not a huge social scene. Um, you know, involvement is pretty low, and you know and members in FSL are even lower. So, you know, going forward, we want to look at you know expanding our reach, getting more involved on campus, and getting more visible.
0: And on a national scale, Storm identified some additional issues.
1: The biggest, most pressing issues I've seen have been hazing alcohol abuse and racism and just, just to be completely honest uh, while you know my council doesn't seem to have as many of those issues or at least to the extent nationally that you know that some do uh, you know it seems just to be pretty pretty rampant you know and it doesn't help that we have news outlets you know pushing those those bigger stories making it seem even bigger of an issue than you know than we would originally perceive.
0: So with all of these issues in view, what's been the biggest thing, biggest takeaway from AFLV? Our student leaders talked about collaboration, about new programs that they had learned, about the difference that one individual can make.
2: It was an Illinois session that I went to. So the University of Illinois um, had an academic session, and they were just throwing out all these programs that they do, like books over bars. So instead of going to the bars, the Panhellenic, or having the chapters go to the bars, the Panhellenic community will, like, make a study night, and so every chapter on campus is studying, right? Uh-huh. And the Pain Hellenic brings snacks just to encourage them to stay in and stuff like that. So it's just learning about the other programs that other councils do, and I'm like, that's incredible. Why have we never thought of that? Right. You know, how can we implement that? How can we make it work for our community? And just seeing how other councils run things and organize to improve the communities. probably
4: yeah, because a lot of times, right, we're stuck in, oh, here's Purdue world, and I know that, but I don't see all the other facets of things.
3: <laughs> um, for me, I was in a session yesterday with Nate Park from Green Dot, which is a sexual assault prevention and I just, I left the session feeling so encouraged about like the possibility to actually make cultural change happen. And we talked about how it was difficult, and he made this great point about how, you know, Facebook was a cultural change. The cultural change um, didn't happen. Like, when Mark Zuckerberg was, like, sitting in his room, and he created the interface. It happened when, like, hundreds of millions of people, like, all around the world, like, spent the two minutes to go and sign up. Yeah. And he talked about how cultural change... Change, a lot of the times can stem from a good idea but that's not what creates it it's it's everybody doing something small and in terms of sexual assault I mean that, that just that is, is basically about you know just being accountable and, and see something say something I guess as cliche as that sounds right. is, is so important but Nate just really pointed out how like cultural change is possible, like, he talked about how culture changes all the time. It's trends, it's music, it's hairstyle, whatever it is. Like, and I just felt so encouraged in my
1: like, that we could do this. So, yeah. Honestly, the biggest takeaway has been getting to work with the other councils on my campus. Uh, you know, Getting to spend time with them uh, both in the sessions and outside of them. Uh, you know, getting to know them better, getting to you know, see how they work. Uh, you know, I've learned the last few days more about the other councils than I have in my previous three years on my campus. So just that experience of getting to know the people that I want to work with and that I can work with uh, has been phenomenal. For example, uh, yesterday I was sitting with one of our CBC members. And she had just come out of an educational block, was talking about some new idea she had. You know, a group of us, you know, different councils came together and were, you know, were sounding boards for each other, talking about the idea that she had you know, how it would work, how we can implement it, and, you know, getting that chance to interact and to collaborate has been unbelievable.
0: So I always believe that AFLV helps to excite our student leaders and and really get them ready to return back to campus and create some positive change. And I asked them you know, what they were most excited about when they got back on campus, starting with our Purdue friends again.
3: I just really appreciate being able to help people and kind of, like, being a resource for people. I like having the responsibility of, like, people who come to me for answers and help on things and... and That's kind of what I like about it, but the thing that really excites me is just that our council this year seems to just be, like, thinking outside of the box, and it just seems like we can do something, and we can go somewhere, because, like, too much of the time, and whether it's our council in the past or other councils around the country, everybody just has, like, a narrow mindset as to what's been done before, what can we do, but, you know, if we really feel that there's a change, there's no reason we can't be tackling legal boundaries, cultural boundaries, whatever it is.
4: Yes, yeah, so you're really excited to explore kind of the unexplored.
3: Yeah, we want to push
4: it. Awesome, that's cool to hear.
2: I would like to see people improve, so seeing chapters improve their academic standings and just reach for higher, reach for greater and more success is what excites me on our council. And I think that as a board and as just like a Purdue community, we can definitely push each other to reach those goals.
1: I think what I'm most excited about is seeing what comes out of our collaboration, our work that we've started to put in now, you know, planting those seeds and seeing how those bloom uh, as you know as the year goes on. You know, because we're all our new to our positions, mm-hmm. came in this semester, so we still have almost a full year uh, to see you know, what we can do and see you know, how we can work together to solve these issues. I got so it. Resources. I'm excited to see where we go with that and what kind of uh, new ideas stem from it.
0: And you've probably picked up that we've got some very passionate, dedicated leaders here. And I was curious, you know, what they wanted to see happen when they got back on campus. What were some of the next steps now? But also, you know, we talked a little bit about five years into the future of fraternity sorority life.
2: Start new programs. Get it rolling. Get the ball rolling. I think, as a council, we came out of the gate, like, ready to go. And I think a has pushed us more, and we're just ready to implement new things, and starting on Monday, to see the change begin. Yeah. Um,
3: I... We've been, my counterpart and I, my paneling Risk Management counterpart, we've been like, taking notes on a lot of these sessions because we're really happy to see that a lot of the presenters aren't just presenting like, the theoretical high-level stuff like about the problem, they're actually telling us like, what to do in those situations. And we want to share that with all of our risk managers, as many people as possible, because like, I've learned so much about sexual assault and standing up and speaking out and different ways to like handle that if you're not comfortable in the situation.
1: And I just feel like if we can share that, it
3: would be a great
1: place to start. So, uh, I think, you know, I would like to see it continue to, uh, you know, to grow as a leadership uh, uh, You know, we aren't needed as much in our old capacity as, you know, secret societies. Uh, you know, while we still maintain those rituals, it's, you know, and they're important to us. I think the way we make an impact today and the way that we should continue to grow and hopefully do grow will be as leaders and, you know, as you know, those big, important individuals on our campuses and in our communities.
4: Awesome.
0: I think every student at AFLV Central is pretty much aware of how much fire Fraternity and Story Life has come under, and certainly you listeners are too. Fired Up talks about the power of story, and how students can help to explain our relevance. And that's what I asked our, our student leaders to do. Explain why fraternity and sorority is still relevant today.
2: Uh, I don't think I'd be in this leadership position without it. Well, obviously, but um <laughs> <laughs> it's given me the sense of confidence. Like I'm when I walk into any room, I'm like, I know who I am from my sisters, I know who I am from my community, and it's given me leadership, it's given me strength, it's given me bonds that I never thought were possible to have with people. So, like, the fraternity and sorority life isn't just about, like, the things we do, but it's, like, how we communicate with people, how we influence people. And I think as a Greek community, we've done that. We're leaders, we're strivers, we're achievers. Like, we hit those goals and we hit them hard. Like, we don't just say we're going to do them, we do them. So I think it's given me a lot. I've gotten a lot of
4: so maybe a little bit less about, like, what we're doing, but really how we do it internally.
3: Yeah. Mm. Um, going with Livy's point, I 100% agree. I mean, I was, you know, fraternity and sorority serve such a great purpose for so many people who go through the system. Um, I was lucky enough to learn pretty early on from a group of brothers that, like, fraternity is to make you a better person. And if you leave no better than you came, it's completely failed you. And I think as long as we still have groups that are, you know, taking college students and providing more than just what the classroom and whatever else they might be doing at college, you know, providing more than just the basic environment. As long as we have that, we'll stay relevant and and I just think that we're, you know, Greeks for the most part. Um just such a like an agent of change Mm -hmm. you know like you have have such a group of motivated people who you know try to adhere to values and obviously we see sometimes that people fail in doing that and that ends up poorly and reflects poorly in all of us but you know you have just such a motivated group of people who like care and they have a reason to care and just want to change so I think that we're as relevant as ever in that sense Um, Maybe our definition has changed a little bit over the years in the direction we need to go, but we're, you know, we're we're people developers, and
1: and I think that'll always be relevant. I would say we're most relevant because on a large scale, we are building better individuals. You know, we're giving them leadership positions, we're teaching them how to be, you know, better members of society. To be completely honest, and so, you know, while yes, we have our issues, as you know, anyone does. To be able to, you know, to have things like AFLB, to have you know these big conferences and you know little, little events that we can train these people to be leaders in their community, teach them you know important values, teach them you know how to be
2: you know be that change in
1: their world. I think that you know still holds weight, you know even past our issues, uh, that still makes us relevant today.
0: As Storm talked about how fraternity developed others as a leader, I wanted to know more. I asked him how fraternity sorority life developed him specifically as a leader.
4: Can you give me a glimpse as to like maybe how that's happened for you, right? How you have become a better individual through your fraternity membership?
1: Well, to be completely honest, back in high school, and we're going, going pretty far back now, yeah. uh, I wasn't very involved. I didn't really do much. I didn't really get out of my own social bubble and I didn't talk to people. Yeah. And so coming out of that, you know, I really, really wanted to look at building myself up, becoming a better man, a better individual And as I came onto my campus, you know, I met fraternity men that, you know, men that were involved, men that, you know, cared about the campus and about the community, and, you know, and that was something I wanted to, you know, to be a part of. I, you know, met this guy named uh, Moe mole, name great guy. He was an orientation leader. And, you know, during his his time as an orientation leader, he was telling me about all the leadership experience he's got and, you know, and how it's built him up. But the reason he was even in that position was because of Hi-Fi, because of being a attorney. You know, it gave him the ability to go out for those and to be (laughs) a leader and more important leader. So you know, there's that experience. There's you know, there are a hundred more like it. Honestly, I've done so much more than I ever expected to, and I could ever have dreamed of in you know just my three years than you know than I imagined.
0: To end our conversation, I asked our student leaders to provide some parting thoughts some challenges for fraternity sorority professionals and for their peers working to better our fraternity and sorority communities across the world. I think
3: going on the theme of what we have have learned this weekend, especially I think it's been stressed, is that um, we all recognize a need for change, or most of us at least, I think, and that's the first step and that's really important. Um, But I just wish that we could get First of all, I wish we could get everyone at AFLV. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> because like it's, it already has done such like amazing things for me. It's my first time, obviously. But um, if we could just get people to to like drop the restraints and think outside of the box, you know, think of think of fraternity and sorority life as a like a design issue, you know, where you need to just no matter how dumb the idea is, throw it out there, and try it. Because if we're not failing, there's no way for us to ever to ever our community yeah. across the country like we just need to I would just stress that we need to try things and not be afraid to try things because if we don't we're stuck
4: yeah we need to embrace that entrepreneurial spirit Absolutely. that Jess talked about yeah right? no
3: matter how dumb the idea might sound or seem even if it's a dumb idea maybe it sparks someone in something else or something in someone else awesome. so,
4: yeah
2: I would definitely say there's so many like resources available to Greeks, just general, alumni, students, advisors, just like campus resources. Just using those resources to make those out of the box ideas become reality. Um, I think there's just like so many success centers, so many advisors that have all these ideas. It's Just using those resources, finding them, and then implementing them. I
1: would say just honestly go for it. You know, if yeah,
2: well, if you, if you, you can't do it alone, then
1: build up a group around you that will support you and will join you in that but go for it you know, whether it's trying to make a change, whether it's trying to you know, solve an issue you know, the,
3: the community the attorney's
1: for life community has really given me the tools to you know to be that change and to, you know to go for it and I hope that other people can learn to do the same.
0: I always leave conferences like AFLV or institutes like Leadership or UIFI further inspired that returning and Sorority Life is in good hands of these incredible student leaders who are thoughtful, dedicated, and motivated to creating positive change in their communities and in our world. I'm so hopeful that Doug, Libby, and Storm will all do amazing things at Purdue, UTD, and inspire other individuals to do the same in their communities. And that's our episode for the week. As always, if you have comments or thoughts, tweet at me, at Matt Deak, or leave a comment on iTunes or the blog. Thanks for listening, and please encourage your students and empower them to make a difference. Until next time, stay curious.